You don't even know what movie that's from. I don't. Only, Is it a Billy Crystal movie? No, only me and Rick would know. Oh, I don't know. I think I requested the hand job. I don't know. Do you know Rick? Okay, don't don't. They do uh, that in a lot of movies. Anytime there's a new set. No, it's it's uh, Wayne's World. Oh, gotcha. You never, you don't know. Early '90s, early '90s Wayne's World. I don't know. I'm yes. too young. I'm too young. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You are too young. <laughs> um, well, we are in a we are in a. I, I think we're in a good mood. I, yeah. I'm, I'm actually feeling rested. Although I feel, you, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, I feel like I ate a gummy and it still hasn't worn off, and I didn't eat a gummy. You said that the other day that you felt like you're feeling you ate a little. Today, I feel like I ate a gummy and it hasn't quite. I'm quite snapped a little, out of it. Uh, a little foggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I feel I feel um, great. My voice feels great. I feel. I'm very happy in our marriage. I'm very yeah. happy with our kids. Yeah. Um, Rick told me I was glowing today, so God, I'm I loving hope, the light. God, I hope that doesn't mean she's... I'm going to punch Rick if you're pregnant. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna, dude, you're, you're killing me. You're killing me. Uh, I'm like, wait, could I be? <laughs> no. 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 Uh, no, we don't have sex. Don't, yeah. <laughs> you're making yourself laugh, and that is true. That is very true. Um, so... Uh, let's get our sponsors out of the way. Yes. Aztec Chevrolet, taking care of business, doing all the good stuff. I actually am very excited because I ordered my very first vehicle. I've never, you know, you hear these people go, I ordered my vehicle, uh-huh. you know, the way I wanted it, you know. Yeah. Um, so this is the very first time in, in, in my life that I'm actually ordering a, a vehicle. Or buying a brand new vehicle, period. Not even just ordering it, but you've no, I don't think you've ever, we've never purchased like a brand, you've never purchased. <laughs> what do you drive? Stop. Uh, I have never had a brand new vehicle. Renee has had a couple. Um, so quickly you forget. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but uh, it, the, the process was super easy. I called, um, I called um, Jerry over there and, and I said, hey, this is what I want. Can you order it? And he said, no problem. Yeah, and then reached out to um, GMC because I am getting the Yukon XL, um, the big one, mm-hmm. but I wanted the AT4 off-road uh, version of it. You yeah. know, um, so I'm very excited about that, and the process was so easy. Give those guys a call, give them a chance. Um, Old Salt Coffee, uh, Rick. We need to find out. There's several people, and I, I'm sure you saw the notes who are still waiting for their challenge coin. Yeah. So for that, I apologize. We are somewhat of a unorganized mess. Um, so I apologize. <laughs> only, only somewhat. Um, so we're working on it. And, and, and if you're listening to the podcast and you have not received your challenge coin, please do us a favor, go to the website and send an email through the website. The whole team gets it and we'll send it out right away. So my apologies. Um, but you are helping veterans. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Trevino 10 is the code with old salt coffee. And then you need a podcast like you've never podcast before 350,000 hours of podcasting on pick cherry. Ad so free. yep. Ad free download pick cherries. You are helping me and my beautiful wife. So please, 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 please do so anyway thank you to our sponsors. So what, so what is it with, is that the new, like, the new fad is to look like you play tennis. <laughs> I think I, it's called athleisure. Every every mom I that you know, it's ath- athletic wear and leisure wear mixed together. Athleisure, that's what it is. Is that what's in right now? And mine is zipped up because the dress is a little tight, and I don't want you to see things rolling over the side. But is that what it is now? It's, it's no. Well, it's just like easy on the go. I think in a post COVID world, lots of people are working from home. They're exercising at home. Like it just keep it all moving. Ah, and, and I thought you were going to decorate in here for Halloween. I just realized the light isn't on the, our light box. Why did you? Cause I was going to decorate for Halloween and I was going to put something there, but then I thought I would officially wait till October. October. Okay. I won't be, I mean, the house is all decorated, but I'll wait to decorate the podcast studio. And and again, look, Renee would not let me uh, Instagram. um, You can take that. It looks like it might be important. I don't know. It looks like I can do that and find out if it's important. Um, But, but Renee, I was like, you know, trying to do, no, no, and no, and I'm going to show everyone. No, I'm making a video and no, and don't show people. So uh, apparently 
if you want to see the things that Renee is doing here at the house, I am not allowed to, no, you were to just join showing in. it before I wasn't I wasn't finished yet. You gotta wait till it's but, all but, finished. But I, I honestly believe that if I am showing things as they're going, uh-huh. then people would get excited to then go see you and okay. see because well, you're you can show them it's done now. <laughs> you're the well, you're the finished product and I'm the oh my god. It's fucking three weeks ago and we started. No, you know what? It's, it's not completely done yet. It's like done for now until maybe like a week or two before Halloween. Then like the place is going to be covered in spider webs and that black creepy cloth. But I don't want to go over the top just yet. Oh, really? <laughs> really? So this isn't over the top? No, this is not over the top. Rick, there are my whole dining room looks like the dining room from the Adams Family. The whole dining room, and that's not over the top. <laughs> I mean, there's candy bowls all over the house. There's the mantle has now been decorated. The that, dining room might be my favorite. It's like Halloween glam because it's the formal dining room. The kids' room, the kids' desk area is. De- I mean, it's insane. I just I love Halloween. I love witches. I love skeletons. I love Halloween. I love that there's like not pressure to have to make sure you've bought everyone the perfect gift and that you didn't forget anyone. It's just like eat candy and wear costumes. I don't know. (laughs) You know, I'm like, yeah. And then you walk around, I'm exhausted from being so busy. Well, you you can't complain. But I love that our kids love it too. This morning when I was taking Delilah to school, we were going to load up in the car and she goes, witch, mommy, witch. She has to go outside and check on the witches before she goes to school. Just to give you guys an idea there, and and I'll, I'll put some on my Instagram. There are four skeletons sitting around the house. Not around. They're properly sat in a chair. I mean, I think it's funny that like Delilah doesn't give a fuck, dude. Delilah like walks up to it, knocks it over. You know, there's a scary witch outside. She doesn't care. She doesn't get scared. I mean, she was a little at first. In the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning. At one point, Rebecca picked up the skeleton and was like walking with it. And Delilah was like, no, Rebecca, no, 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 Rebecca. It's the cutest thing in the world. But we are going absolutely nuts. And I, I will, I am taking um that weekend off so i'm very excited to be able to take that week off and then every year you are the same thing you dress up as a rodeo clown every year and gareth's finally like dad can we please let go of the rodeo clown costume i'm a clown that's what i do for a living you are you are i'm all about i really wanted to do encanto i thought he would make such a cute bruno and delilah would make such a cute mirabel and i could dress up like the old grandma i thought that would be a lot of fun but garrett wasn't having it oh i just i just laughed because you know, like when you get in your organize, I'm going to organize that Garrett will look at me like, <laughs> Garrett looks at me like, dude, you know, and then the other day I go, Hey man, I go, go get dressed. We got to go. And then he goes, I'm not getting dressed till mom gets here. Cause you know how she is. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I do know how she is and she wants to control everybody's life. So yes, you need to wait. To get dressed because, and then and then Renee's like, we're running late. Well, we all have to wait for your approval on no. everything, so it's almost impossible. But um, today, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what me and Chief were talking about. Yeah, Chief, Chief and I had a, and that's what I love about my jujitsu lesson with Chief is that that not only are we, you know, I'm learning a skill and working out. We're also talking about life. We're also talking about challenges and, and things that we're both going through. And, and, and we both have that male perspective moment to talk about um, what we're going through, you know. And, and yeah. I thought it was interesting because, you know, Chief is, is working very, very hard, you know, to, to not only be um, a jujitsu master, but to be a businessman and... You know, and I, and I told him, I think, you know, and, and to not, I don't want to talk about Chief and, and, and his situation, but I want to talk about ours and, and the fact that, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that I make is I will have a plan in my head and I don't share that plan. Yeah. You know, I will, you'll question things that I'm doing and then I have the attitude of, well, do you trust me? Just trust me. Just trust me. And it's like, well, I do owe you 
the conversation of this is the this is the short term plan. This is why I do what I do, and this is the long term plan, and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. You well, know? I think sometimes it's that you've already like you've already processed it, processed it, not just in your own head, but like with your manager or with a friend or whomever, and you just haven't had that conversation with me. Well, yeah. I think that happens sometimes too. But, you know, again, you know, I don't, you know, you have your plan and I'm not allowed to question your plan because you're just going to do your plan, right? And then when I have my plan, it's what are you doing and why are you doing that? And I don't understand. So there is, from both of us, a little bit of, hey, this is my, I mean, I set goals. Yeah. I set goals. I set plans. I try to figure out. Um, hey, this is where I want to be. This is how I want to do it. And unfortunately, along the way, though, there's obstacles and there's, you know, my plan doesn't go quite as as smoothly yeah. as I had. But to go back to what you just like dropped about and said, I do whatever I want and I stick to my plan. I think it's a little bit different because <laughs> what did Garrett say? Your, your plans affect our <laughs> livelihood. My plans are Halloween decorations and I'm putting them up while you're gone. I'm, I'm, it's a little uh, different. I'm teaching Garrett's learning chess at school and I am, I play chess. So I was teaching Garrett how to play, how to play chess. And then, you know, reminding him what, what pieces can do what. Mm -hmm. And then I go and the queen, I go, the queen can do whatever she wants. And he goes, Oh, like mom. (laughs) I go, yes. Like mom. It's because he hears you say it all the time. No, because you know, (laughs) Because the kid has eyes. That's why. Because the kid has, he goes, oh, like mom, mom can do whatever she wants. No, but, um, but honestly, you know, and, and, and when I was talking it out loud, it was like, oh, you know what? Renee does deserve for me to go, hey, he, let me speak my plan out loud. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, I would also like you to sometimes follow me blindly. And, I, think and I, trust. I think I do. I think a yeah. lot of times it's like, because we work together and I overhear all the, a lot of the conversations when you're home, it's like, I hear what you say. And then I'm the one scribbling the notes and running with it. Rick, do you, do you find that now working with Gigi closer and more that you're having the same issue? Oh yeah. <laughs> she refuses to follow you blindly. I've only been doing it 25 years, but yeah. Yeah. Please tell me. God forbid we have opinions. Oh, I know. That's always the argument. Why? Because I have opinion? Why? Because I have questions? But it's the same question over and over and over trying to convince me to do it your way. No, <laughs> no, no. Because oftentimes you interpret the question. I heard him laugh. I heard him laugh. No. I heard him laugh. Oftentimes you misinterpret my questions as questioning you. And oftentimes those questions come from my desire to learn and know and see it from a different perspective. No, it's your desire to continue to convince me to do it your way. No. Yes. No. It goes back to the two cabanas. The the joke that I'm doing right now about two cabanas. (laughs) Where I was right and you were wrong. No, where where you were constantly, well, why do we need two cabanas? Because I would like them. Can you get two cabanas? Well, I don't understand why we need two cabanas. Can you just get them, please? Well, I don't want to pay for two cabanas. Okay, well, let me answer that. You're, we're not paying for two cabanas. We're paying for one. Jake's paying for the other one. Are you sure we need two cabanas? Yes, I am absolutely <laughs> sure that we need two cabanas. Well, one cabana sleeps 10 people or, or has, uh, is uh, capable of 10 people. Are you sure that we need two cabanas? And then I answer that question, too. Well, we have 14, so yes. 14 is more than 10. And then the next question is, well, I mean, are we all going to be in the cabana at the same time? Basically, Are you going to do the whole damn joke? Because it's way funnier on stage than in no. the podcast studio. Oh, because it, it, when it's real like this, you're like, oh, shit, I did ask the same question 50 times no. to, to try to convince him no. to get the cabana, to get one cabana. Um, ultimately, I, I do agree with the fact that we sh- I should, I'm going to put it on me, that I should communicate more, but I am such an internal planner. Yeah. You know, that is something that inside at night, 
daily I'm thinking about, okay, what's my next move? But that's how you are about what, everything. You what, don't write anything down. Right. Everything like, for you is internal. You're I'm set. Like, Every, everything. Yep. That's how am I going to do approach. this? How am I going to do that? I need to get here. I need to get there. I need to do this. Yeah. You know, we need to release I Speak Wife. How do we do it? What's the best way? Yeah. I also need to film a new special. How do I get there? I'm always thinking, you know, what I need to do and how Meanwhile, I Meanwhile, I have it. a list with 10 things on it. And that same list is in five different places around the house for everyone to see. And none of it's got done. <laughs> none of it has got accomplished. Um, Not true. <laughs> you are just like I'm throwing the dad. I'm not starting shit today. Yeah, you uh, are. Um, but I know you did want to talk about. I mean, unless you want to continue this conversation, all I'm saying no, is... I mean, there's not... You've like said, this is it, and this is what I'm going to do, and then you're just throwing in little jabs in well, between, I, sprinkling I, them here and there. No, because so. I keep waiting for you to go, you know what? You're right. And I also <laughs> need to do, to be better. I kept waiting for the, hey, you put it on you, you need to do better, I also need to do better. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to get it. It's not happening, so let's move on. Let's um, move on. Ever. Uh, the queen... Does whatever she wants. Um, the queen has moved on. But I know you wanted to talk about uh, the comments. They, oh, no, you said you said we weren't going to talk about that today. Well, no, I thought it was funny that you came in and you were like, oh, my God, <laughs> did, did you read no, that comment? I, like came I, did. In, I came in and I said, are we going to talk about the woman who told me I needed to grow a pair or the woman who said you were incredibly selfish and didn't give anyone else credit? That's what I said. I would like to be reminded of why I was incredibly selfish. What was she talking about? The the episode where you were talking about like your crazy schedule and how people underestimated you and everything. And I think that, I think for some people, it came across as you not being grateful for your success and the people in the team it took to, to get a, to that because it's not a one-man show and she felt like you were talking like a one-man band. Okay, so two things. Number one, I have an amazing team. Number one, I have three things. Number one, I have an amazing team of people that I love, that I care about, that, that help, help me and the team move forward. Yeah. So number one, that's number one. Number two, um, to question my gratefulness is insane. Yeah. That's crazy because I could not be any more grateful. I could not be any more happy I, with, with the way things are moving forward. I could not be any more thankful for all the people that, that have come out to support. And, and I have made that very, very clear, um, my appreciation for yeah. the fact that I get to do what I do for a living. So that's number two. Number I think it's just it's a big it's a big change for our family and I think we're trying to figure out how to navigate it na navigate, navigate it, it? I, I told you it's like I took a gummy that hasn't worn off how to navigate it with with grace that, and then the third thing I was gonna say is that that ultimately all of it falls on me yeah the, the pressure of all, it all yeah all of it falls on me I don't go on stage I'm not funny the the everything falls apart. Yeah. I don't show up to my gigs. Everything falls apart. Yeah. I don't, I don't deliver. I don't continue to write. I don't continue to, to guide the ship. It all falls apart. So yeah. even though, of course, I'm grateful for my team, I, I think that I try very hard to go over and above with my team to let my team know how appreciative I am or, or little gestures here and there, I, I do the very best I can to let my team know that, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, but but again, ultimately the pressure's on me. You know, I, I laugh when, you know, today as a matter of fact, when I told my agent, I go, hey man, I go, Dallas, Bakersfield, Atlantic City, that's just unrealistic, I can't do that again. And not once did, did I hear, oh my God, you're right, I'm sorry, it was, hey, but it opened up all these doors and hey, we're gonna make more money next year and hey, you're gonna get to get other markets. And I'm like, I'm, I, yes, I see all of that, yeah. but, but it was <clears throat> It was brutal. brutal. Well, and that, that's what I responded to her privately. And I just said, you, it was a, it was a rough moment. You were literally like, we'd said we weren't gonna talk about it. And then you just spilled the beans on the podcast and it was, Probably it, it was probably the toughest week you've had 
in years. Year, I mean, you know, and, and again, you know, look, I was tired also. It was a human moment. It was a very right. human. I was tired moment. on the podcast, but again, we try to be, we try to be our real selves. We try to be honest and open of the way that we're, that I was feeling at the time. Yeah. I look back on it. I'm like, Hey man, it is what it is. And we got through it. However, I literally slept in a bed for maybe six hours total in 72 hours. And I, I said this after July, the sleep deprivation is a legit real thing. I mean, like, you know, so uh, again, you know, if I came off as selfish, I apologize. I, I would, I don't think I'm a selfish person and I try very hard daily to yeah. not be but Selfish. I did feel the need no. to defend you because to like legit be sleep deprived and still walk on that stage and perform at the caliber you do is not easy. And, and, and you're not on drugs. Well, <laughs> unfortunately I am. <laughs> I am not on drugs. And, and, uh, but, but again, there's, I do get frustrated when, when I hear comments like, well, it must be nice to just tell jokes for a living. You know, it must be nice to work one hour a day. That's three days a week. Yeah. And I'm like, I always keep my mouth shut. Cause I'm yeah. like, all right, well people don't, you know, they don't realize the strain on my body. And, and, but again, like I said, of course I have a wonderful team. I have a beautiful wife and family. I'm, yeah. I'm so, oh, and we, I'm sorry. We talk about how like in our own marriage at home with the role that you play going out on the road and the role that I play staying at home, that each of those comes with sacrifice. Because I think that was, you know, that was one of the points too, is that like you, uh, on both ends, like you knew when you chose this career that traveling and was going to be a part of it. And I knew when I married you that traveling was going to be a part of your job. And if we were going to have a family and kids, the responsibility at home was going to fall on me. I saw an interview with, with Chris Rock where a comedian went up to Chris Rock and said, man, I, I can't wait to get to the point where I don't have to tour. And then Chris Rock goes, then quit. Yeah. Because it's what we do. Yeah. We tour, we get out in front of people, right? So my goal is, is how can I tour less and be more effective? And how can I find a way to be home with my family more? Yeah. Right? And, and a lot of people might say, well, don't do as many shows or, or make less money. There is that approach, yes. But I'd rather do the approach of I will work so hard that I can get to the point where we're doing bigger shows and I can afford to be home that night. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and again, part of my plan, my internal long-term plan is, Hey, the kids are young, you know, now how fast can I get to that point? And, and again, I've had that goal forever. You know, this year was that year where we go, great, we'll do theaters. And that way I'm only working Friday, Saturday. Well, thank God, and my appreciation for all the people that came out, we added shows and I'm not going to say no to those shows. We're going to add those shows. So we ended up, ended up working harder this year than we yeah. did in previous years. But of course it's going to lead to um, more, um, a better situation for next year. Yeah. So I, I hate that, that people might've taken it as, Oh my gosh, Steve, you're being selfish. And, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here defending myself. I'm just saying that, that it, it does all fall on me. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, if I don't go to work, the, all of the, 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 um, what's the, the nine inch nails song, right? My, my aunt know. Hill, you know, the, um, um, my, my little castle falls, the whole castle falls if I don't deliver. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it is a lot of pressure and it is on me. Right. And that's why I try to support and, you as much as possible. But we, we've learned to do that together. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what was the other comment that, cause you brought mine up first. You brought mine up first. Well, I have to say, thank you. I don't know if I'm saying her handle or his or her hand, her handle correctly. Little Ange, Lil Ange, but, um, they, some people came up and spoke up on my behalf, so I didn't have to chime in when I read the comment a whole week later. I know, I did read the comment where they were like, oh my God, I have three kids, I'm a single mother, I have two jobs. Renee needs to I, grow a pair. Yeah, that, those are the words, Renee needs to Renee, grow a pair. And, and I agree, I mean, I don't want you to have a pair, that'd be kind of <laughs> gross, but... 
Um, Someone stepped in and said um, that you make jokes about me being a princess all the time and princesses can't grow a pair. And that is true. No, but there, but, is, some, there is some truth to that. But what, what cracks me up too, sometimes I feel like we do these podcasts, we have this long discussion and then people just zero in on one thing. Yeah. Right. Because to me in that discussion, we very clearly said, <clears throat> hey, every, everybody's circumstances are different. Yeah. Right. And that, and that no matter, no matter what the circumstances are that you might be looking from the outside, looking in going, Oh wow. Well, Renee has this and Renee has that. She needs to get over it. Well, no, Renee is an amazing mother to our children. Renee works hard. Renee runs the social media aspect of the company. Renee is constantly handling and, and managing books and the books and the, the investments and the the freaking bullshit health insurance paperwork that comes in <laughs> that we have to accomplish. So, you know, it, it, I understand. I have so much respect for the single mom, for the oh my god, for the mom, mad, mad know, respect, yeah, for the mom that that made it happen when with three jobs and yeah, and and still found a way to be the military a, wives, a, an amazing you know? mother. So, but every what the point of that whole thing was that everybody has their issues and everybody has their problems. It's different issues, different problems, different situations, different, you know. So it, it's, uh, it, it is all equivalent to, to the person. However, I would have to agree with the fact that, yes, sometimes we do need to take that step back, look at our lives and go, wow, we're pretty lucky. And, and, and I would say that 90% me and you do that. Yeah. 90% we step back and go, man, our life is pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. You know, our life is great and, and we work hard, but we get to enjoy family time in Denver this week. Yeah. Family time in Tampa next week because we all get to go. You know, so yes, I agree with the fact that you know, of course, it's not a good look to walk on this podcast and sound number one, unappreciative of my team or selfish, or number two, sound like whiny, whiny, <laughs> right? But that's how we were feeling. Yeah. And I'm not going to apologize for for you for talking about our feelings yeah. and how we felt in the moment and how and how sometimes I do feel like I'm all alone. Sometimes I do feel like it's all me. Sometimes I do feel like, hey, man, is anybody listening to me? Yeah. You know, I want to I do this, but how, and, I, and I love that too, where people go, must be nice to be your own boss, you know, and I'm sure Rick hears it. Yeah. Must be nice to be your own boss. Like, no, just because I'm my own boss, there's still all these things and people that I have to answer to. Yeah. You know, Rick, yes, produces a TV show, but whoever buys that TV show, that's Rick's boss. Yeah. So, it, you know, there's always going to be a boss. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody to answer to, you know, which, which takes me back to, gosh, forever years ago, um, I was doing a show. I'm not going to say where, because I don't, again, I don't like to call people out, but yeah. I was doing a show somewhere the promoter of the, the club was, I had, I was upset because we had planned to put tickets on sale and then that promoter didn't have the tickets ready. So I leaned into the promoter and then the promoter got mad at me, mm -hmm. right? And he goes, whoa, you know, I'm doing this, 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 and this. And I go, yes, but when I, you're the promoter, you gotta have these tickets ready to go. Yeah. I go, so I'm sorry, we're a team. I'm going to hold you accountable for the things you're supposed to do. And you're going to hold me accountable for the things I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to promote. I'm supposed to let people know that I'm going to be there. I'm doing that. You're supposed to have the tickets ready and the seating chart ready and the microphone ready and all those things. That's not happening. I'm upset. And then that guy goes, you're not my boss to talk to me this way. And I go, I am your boss. Because you, you have a job to do for me. And I expect you to do that job. I'm paying you to promote this show. So guess what, dude? I am your boss. Yeah. 
to have that idea <clears throat> that, well, you're not my boss. You can't call me out and get mad at me. I don't have a boss. No, you do have a boss because I am paying you 20% of this show and you expect, and, and you are my boss. Yeah. If I don't do the things I'm supposed to do, you have every right to call me and go get mad at me and go, hey, you're not doing this, 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 and this. Yeah. Right? So it, it just reminded me of that situation where this particular person literally said, you're not my boss. You can't get mad at me. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm your boss. Right? Yeah. So it, it all goes to, you know, at the end of the day, we all have a boss. Yeah. We all have somebody to answer to. Yeah. Right? Um, but you had such a great weekend. Speaking of being oh, like grateful was, and blessing. I was going to transition. We, we got to talk about what an awesome weekend it was. Two shows in San Antonio, two shows in Houston. It was awesome, man. And, and gosh, I walked on stage at the Tobin Center. And, and several, again, it happened to me at, at the Majestic in Dallas where uh -huh. I walked on stage and boom, it hit me. I mean, it's just a beautiful theater, right? Yeah. And I, and, and I had a moment of, oh, shit, this is really cool. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what happened in San Antonio. I walk on stage and it was like, oh, shit, this me? is. Well, not when I walked on stage, but when I walked in the back, because it's like, so there's the floor seats, right, that go up at the incline. But then all around the perimeter is your balcony seating. And they're, it's like close. Yes, and it's like what? It was it like three, three stories or, four stories, or something yeah. of those of boxes, and the front of them is all lit up in like beautiful lights. So you, from the stage perspective, even from the back of the audience, you see all those sides lit up. It's just it was really crazy. crazy. It was really really cool, and and um, um, I, I had a moment of like wow, and then and then the Tobin Center came up to me and they said you broke the record. You are the most successful show we've ever had at the Tobin Center. And I go, oh, like, like this month, this year? They're like, no, you are the most successful show we've ever had. I'm like, wow. So to hear that, it's like, holy shit, you know? And, and Thursday, Thursday we showed up and my mom was there and, and Child was there and, and Annalisa and my you know, your parents. And it was just really, it was just really cool. A little overwhelming, you know, because... We're getting hit up, you know, especially for the San Antonio show. We've talked about how hometown shows are hard. It's just, it's yeah. hard. Well, can I get tickets? And do you have tickets? And it's sold out so fast. Can you help me out? You know? And when there's so, that many people oh at gosh. one time, it's just hard to give everybody their moment. And we you really, can't. we really maxed out um, our comp list, you know, more so than we should have. Uh, which stresses out the venue, which stresses everybody it out. It stresses you know? me out. It gives me anxiety. Good thing road manager Tim is just like, eh, it doesn't bog me. Well, yeah, Tim's like, like eh, yeah, bother me. And I'm like, Tim, I have an ulcer for you in this moment. But Friday was fun because, you know, we hang out with, with our neighborhood. We become really good friends with a lot of people in our neighborhood. And we're leaving from here anyway. And they're all going, what show are we going to? What show are we going to? What show are we going to? So then we now we know, okay... We're all going to the Friday show. I'm going to rent a limo. We'll all get in the limo. We'll go eat dinner. Then we'll all go to the show together. And then we'll party on the way back um, to the neighborhood yeah. together. So it was really cool. And, and again, making relationships is hard for me. Because on the weekends, everybody's hanging out. Everybody's um, continuing to have um bonding friendship yeah. Birth, time birthday parties yeah, barbecues yeah, pool parties hang, hangouts and I, and I don't get to do that so it's a good opportunity for me to to also bond with neighbors on on a weekend yeah and to be able to have drinks together and and you know they they've you know ocho was delicious oh my I gosh mean, it's right next door to the tobin center it's beautiful oh, and the food was amazing food they, was fantastic it's hard to accommodate a large group like that and they they did a great job you know and and we went in we had dinner we all and then at the you know it's funny because all you ladies are so proper on in the limo on the way there you know and <laughs> all the ladies are talking and hanging out you know and all the guys are, oh, well, you know. Yeah. And then on the way back, it's just like, well, I like fire. big butts and I cannot lie. And then we're, you know, everybody's dancing on the pole. And we, I mean, we had a good party. 
and, and then McCutcheon, five margaritas later, it'll do that yeah, to you. McCutcheon made me laugh so hard because, you know, here we are in this little confined space. We're having a great time. We're playing all this music. Everybody's dancing and, and, and high-fiving, and we're just having a, a, a blast in this little, in this limo. And then McCutcheon goes, dude, you do realize that if I had a room that was this size with a pole in the middle of it, and said, hey, guys, we're all going to that room. We're all going to party together. All the women would be like, McCutcheon's creepy. Why would he have a room like this, right? But in a limo, it's okay, right? And I take Sarah about it, too. And I, how you, you told me he'd said that, and I was dying laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. And she said, uh, she goes, oh, well, I'm glad we settled that because we have a basement. <laughs> so she was like, I'm glad, I'm glad that settled. No stripper pole in the basement. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he does. It's not a basement, really, what he has. But, um, but we just had a, a wonderful time. And then I hauled my ass out to, to Houston. Yeah. Again, overwhelmingly awesome. I am bummed I missed um, it. Like, literally, right until the last minute you left, I was like, am I going? Am I staying? I am I going? Am I staying? But like, it was I one just, of those... I had such mixed feelings about wanting to go there to support you and see friends that we have in Houston, but also Garrett, someone else had put him to bed two nights in a row, and, you know, yeah, and, he you had know, obligations and things. And I just really felt torn between stay with the kids or go with you. Well, Jose came out without Nancy. Oh, he did. Yeah, because okay. Nancy had a, another obligation. You did miss um, Chad and Becca. Yeah. Um, and then Mario Chapa and his wife came out. I had I had girlfriends so, there. You know, Jessica and Taylor came out, and I had friends from high school. Like some of my drama friends from high school came out too. It was a good so. show, and and it was awesome. And then I got my ass back in the car and and hauled ass here because your parents had come into town um, for grandparents. Yeah. They, well, they had planned. They were going to do the well, show, and they just made a whole long weekend of they made, it so they could babysit so I could go to the shows and then do Grandparents Day with Garrett. I love having your parents over and, and you know, watching fo- Your dad loves to gamble on football, so I get in there with him, you know, and we and gamble. <laughs> and bet and, the opposite and, of whatever yeah, he does. Whatever he does, I just bet the opposite. I'm, I'm way up, by the way. <laughs> uh, I'm way up. Not good for dad. I remember over at Thanksgiving, he's like, I know what you guys are doing. I know y'all are betting uh, whatever I do, you do the opposite. Because <laughs> every time I lose, you guys are high fiving. <laughs> but it, it was so it was nice to have your parents over mm-hmm. and 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 Garrett and everybody. And and this weekend, uh, when you're watching this, the whole family is in Denver. We're heading together. to Denver. Yeah. I was trying to look. I was like, I'm so excited for like cooler weather. But I was also like, what are things that you can do in Denver in the fall that oh, that we reminds don't get to me. do in Texas? I'm going to have to take a like a light sweater. Well, I checked the weather. I think it's going to be like 70s during the day, but 40s at night. Yeah, so I better bring a, a, like a light coat. Delilah might need a new jacket. Get it. Delilah Ray <laughs> from the Corpus We might have Christi to do Bay. some shopping while we're in Denver for a coat that she'll wear twice. Yes. Um, no, no, but I was thinking... Um, if people have suggestions for things we should do in Denver, send them to me. But maybe apple picking? Like, we can't do that in Texas. It's so hot. We don't have apples to you, pick. Yeah, well, that... Well, I need to, uh, maybe I'll reach out to... Do you still have Luke Keenan's wife's info? I don't know. Because I can, I can reach out to Luke. They got kids our age, so... Or maybe there's, like, a really great pumpkin patch. Because remember, we went to the gardens. zoo with them yeah. last time, and it was, it was awesome. And then... Good zoo weather, because it's cool right yes. now. Yes. And then Luke took me to um, this little town... That had this crazy pizza place, and then that like the crust is like cinnamon in me. It's I'll, I'll ask. I'll have to ask. You're talking um, about food, and my stomach's growling. Um, Luke, but very excited. And then after that, it's Garrett's birthday on October 9th. We are going to um, Tampa together because yeah. it's his birthday weekend. And then I need to get tickets to go. He wants to see Tom Brady play. So I, I, if anybody has the hookup. For a good tailgate. No, I mean I know who Tom Brady is because he's married to Giselle Bunchen. But how does Garrett? Not for long. What? Oh, there's trouble in paradise. No. Um. But why? You haven't heard that? Oh, I think it's like silly rumors. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not on the train. I don't know. Um. But how does Garrett know who Tom Brady is? Because he's fucking Tom Brady. (laughs) I mean, he's the. He's probably, and I'm gonna catch hell for it, but. He's probably the greatest quarterback of all time. I, I mean, I don't know football. I can't have this conversation. If, if you him. count Super Bowl rings, the guy's got more than anybody. Yeah. You know, 
and and I don't know if this is true or false, but from what I see, uh, he seems to be a, a really good guy. Yeah. From what I, I mean, uh, uh, he has been married. I don't, I don't know what's going on with his marriage, but I don't think he's ever cheated on her. And I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he seems to be an outstanding citizen. So um, Garrett's super excited about going to the game. So if anybody has a hookup, I'd love to get it. Take care of Garrett. Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, I'm, I'm, I would like to also hopefully take Garrett and your, because your dad's coming. Yeah. I'd like to take him fishing one of the days. Yeah. Like charter fishing trip. Yes. And, and, and me, Garrett, God, he's, the more we fish, the more he's like, I want to fish, I want to fish, I want to, you know, yeah. he's all about it. So for his birthday, hang out together in Tampa, take him fishing. We got to find no. something to do as a family too. If you guys are going to do a football game and fishing, then we got to do something that well, the we girls will do too. I'm not putting to lie. I mean, on they do have that. a casino there, so we can take the family <laughs> to the <laughs> casino. Um, and I'm super excited about Vegas. We haven't talked about it much, but oh, that's right. Yep, December first. We are half sold out. Already. Amazing, amazing. December first, the Mirage, and then December eighth, the Mirage. NFR weekend, get your tickets as soon as possible. And then Renee and I, hopefully, will get to see George Strait. For, uh, this will be my first time to see George Strait live. I'm trying to think. I saw him one year as a birthday present. My mom took me, and was it just me and them or some of my friends? But I think I saw George Strait, and I think Tim McGraw and Faith Hill might have been on tour with him at the time. And that's when they like got engaged. Really? I don't know if I'm making this up. I might be totally making this up. My memory is not as good as yours. You, you but for some reason, some memory. reason that's how I remember it. <laughs> but, but, you know, the, uh, us Trevinos, we're, we're, doing, we're doing good. Uh, we're happy. We're appreciative. Um, we feel very lucky. Very, very lucky. Yeah. Um, there has been, it has been a long road and, and we have worked hard to get here. And we're very appreciative that we are here. Uh, and, and mainly appreciative of you guys. And, and please forgive us if sometimes on this podcast, we are, we are not at our best. You know, no. we are not. But, but again, I don't, I don't ever come on this podcast on guard. Well, I was just going to say, we don't edit ourselves. Yeah, well, yeah, we know. I never get on here and go, oh, man, I, I shouldn't say that. Or, or, you know, I think there's a lot. But I was hoping, and I'm hoping that that's what makes this podcast special is that that you do see the peaks and the valleys and you do see um, the challenges that challenges that Renee and I go through in our marriage, in our life, as parents, as, as business people. I mean, all of it. Yeah. You know, because it's not, it's not easy and, and we're doing, we're doing the best we can. And, and again, you know, I was telling you, I have to name this next tour and the next special and I just don't know what it is, but I thought, man, you know, the Trevinos, we try. Yeah. Like, because like, I think life's that simple. Are yeah. you trying? Are you trying to be better? Are you trying to, um, perfect timing. David J, you're on the podcast. What's up, buddy? Oh, hey, you said I'm on the podcast? Yep. Uh, all right, well, I can call you back. Uh, I got an idea for you about Big Cherries. Oh, <laughs> all right, Dave. I'll call you back. I, I, I was hoping you'd be a little funnier. <laughs> you want to be funnier? Well, if we're on the podcast, I just want to say, follow me at Dave J Comic. <laughs> that was funny. All right, buddy. We'll call you back later. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, that is Dave J, the opening act, and uh, he's he's been doing a great job. Yeah, he's been doing a great job, and he's. He's super funny and, 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 you know, and that, but that's what I tell him all the time. Like, this is the time to challenge yourself. This is the time. How so? What do you mean? Well, to try, to try new material. You have an opportunity in front of <clears throat> a lot of people yeah. to perform multiple shows in a weekend, adventure out, go, go and try to be, cause at the end of the day, if Dave J, well, number one, he's good enough that the audience isn't going to notice that he had a bad set. Number uh -huh. one, number two, if he does have a bad set, 
once I go on stage, they don't care what the opening act did. Well, but I think you he know? wants to properly, right? It's just like a warm-up comic when you go to a show taping. Like, you want to properly warm up the audience so when the headliner gets up there, they're in a good mood. They're ready to go. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. But at the same time, you know, I, I much different than other comedians, I don't want a forever opening act. Yeah. And, and if I wanted somebody... To, if, I, if I went to somebody and said, look, you're going to do the same show and you're going to kill every time and you're going to host and you're going to be an amazing host, I could hire that person. Yeah. I could hire that person to go on the road with me that I go, I don't care if you change your set. I want you to kill. Yeah. I want you to kill. I want you to host. I want you to be the best damn host a guy could hire. And then you're, you were that guy. I don't look, when, when I bring guys on the road, I don't look for that. I look for guys to challenge themselves to get better because I want them to go on and have an amazing career. I want them to go on. And if you're doing the same set over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, yeah. you're not getting better. You're not growing. You're not going to leave that position. Yeah. You know, now, uh, don't get me wrong. There might be somebody out there in the future that, you know, we're doing theaters and they go, look, man, this is where I'm going to be. Yeah. Right. This is who I am. I've been doing comedy forever. I need to get a paycheck and I will be the best host you'll ever hire. Yeah. And that's my gig working for you, opening for you, making sure that, that your show is amazing. Right. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that Rick loves. What do you think on those thoughts, Rick? I think it's interesting. I mean, I can dive into this for an hour because you're right. I, I love this kind of stuff. I also think that for someone like Dave J who is, very very talented at what point i don't want to take over this but at what point does he become a headliner that's a very good question the transition yeah that's exactly what I, I, too. you know it's interesting because what 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 will happen is if he if he continues to grow and can so let's go let's take a step back we're already 47 okay. minutes I know. in let's take a very quick step back okay dave J. right now walks on stage and does a damn good job. Yeah. And he's funny. Yeah. Right? I think he's funny. Rick thinks he's funny. You think he's funny. The audience thinks he's funny. Yeah. Okay? At the, when, 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 at the end of the show, very few people right now ask his name to me. Yeah. One or two will go, hey, what was the opener's name? Right. So even the people that wanted to remember his name didn't remember his name. So then they go, hey, Steve, that guy was really funny. What was his name? And of course, yeah. I go, oh, that's David J. Follow him. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Because he is funny and he is talented. But not enough so. It'll, it'll get to the point, Rick, where as soon as he gets off stage, his socials blow up. And I'm getting 50 to 100 people going, what was your opener's name? Right? Yeah. We're not at that point yet. We're not at the point where when Dave gets, like, for example, and, and again, nothing against Dave. Dave's only been doing this a few years. Yeah. And he's very, very good. So I don't want to sit here. He's on the road because I think he's good. Yeah. Because I think he's talented because I think he's really funny. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good man. I think he's a good father to his children, a good husband to his wife. So the package is there. That's why he's there because he's great. However, so this is not talking poorly about Dave before we get the message. Wow, <laughs> you just shit on Dave. You know. act. No, no, I'm not speaking poorly on Dave, but but there was a weekend where Dave could not make it. So I called Ty Rivera. Uh-huh. Right? I said, hey Ty, even though he's a pain in my ass. <laughs> I called up Ty. I said, hey Ty, do you want to work with me in San Jose? Right? Uh-huh. Ty's a headliner. Ty's been doing comedy for 20 years. Ty has a point of view. Ty has an attitude. Ty has a, a, an a cadence, the, yeah. the right? Ty gets off stage and it's, oh my God, you're funny. Oh my God, you're funny. Sending me messages going, what's that guy's name? What's every show? Yeah. Every show, 15 to 25 people, your opener was so funny, right? That, Rick, is, is the difference. And it'll, it'll organically happen for Dave if he continues to do what I say in the fact that, hey, grow, challenge yourself, write new material, 
yeah. get deeper into who you are. I wonder if it's different say. being an opening act in a comedy club versus being an opening act in a theater. Like, I just think in a comedy club, because it's more intimate, it's easier to grab people. And I feel like in a theater, yes, you you have access to all of these, or the audience of all these people, bigger numbers, but it's almost harder to kind of grab them. It is harder. And that's why, you know, one of the, and again, we do a show, we get in the car to drive somewhere to the next show, our home or wherever, mm -hmm. then me and Dave are talking comedy. Yeah. Right. We're talking, hey, what happened in that set? What joke worked? What joke didn't work? What have you tried this? What have you tried that? And when it came to the theaters, because he's so dry and um, sarcastic, I told him, I said, your face has to be bigger, right? Your, your timing has to slow down a little bit. You have to work the stage a little more. So when I do a theater, I'm bigger. Yeah. You know, yeah, my, yeah. my motions are bigger and I walk up to the front of the stage and I walk back and I, I get on the stool different and, you know, cause I want to be able to connect yeah. it, it, that everybody sees my face. So my face is even bigger. Right. Yeah. So that was one of the notes I had with Dave. I said, look, man, we're in a theater. You got to go bigger. And for him, bigger is, is just a little bit. Yeah. Right. So to answer your question, Rick, it organically happens to the point where, you know, it happened for me when I was an opening act where it got to the point where people are going, I want to see you do a whole hour. Yeah. I loved watching you open. When are you coming back? Yeah. Let us know when you headline. Right. And that, that at Dave's stage right now is not happening, but I will say that, and, and Rick and I, uh, 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 Dave and I talk about it. It's fun to watch. Because when we first started, there was zero. Yeah. Now, here we are almost a year in. Now, inevitably, every show, a couple of people will go, who was that guy? Yeah. What was his name? So you can tell the difference into what he's doing on stage that makes people convert to, I think I'm a Dave J fan. Yeah. Right? And for me... I don't, I don't ever concern myself with, with having a really funny opening act. A lot of headliners go, I don't want the opening act to be funnier than me. I don't understand that way of thinking. Number one, I want everybody to have a great show from start to finish, number one. Number two, I want them to go, man, what a show. Yeah. The opening act was hilarious. Steve was hilarious. Because I'm not competing against, it's not a competition. No, it was totally worth the cost of admission. What I do is what I do, and what Dave does is what Dave does, and what, what Burt Kreischer does is what Burt Kreischer does, and what, I mean, you put me on a show with me, Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, it's going to be a great show because we're all good comedians that do our thing. Yeah. It's not a competition, you know, and somebody might say, man, you know what? I enjoyed Burt Kreischer the I, was most. Just, I was just about to say, comedy is subjective. It's right. like a matter of personal opinion. Man, that was a great show, but I'm, I'm more of a Tom Segura fan. Yeah. I enjoy Tom Segura's humor more than I enjoy uh, Kreischer's and Trevino's. Yeah. You know, or, man, you know what? I, I, I like Trevino. That's what I like, but Tom was great. And so, so it's all subjective. So I yeah. never concern myself with, with, you know, it being a competition. It's not a competition. Yeah. And all, all I want is for Dave to get really, really good and go on and have his own career, you know? So last question, Rick, and we got to go, sir. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is comedy um, schools, right? Like I, I'm sure you're against it. However, oh. everything you just said and what, what makes you a unique individual in this comedy space is you are a coach. I've seen you around Dave and you do coach him. So what's the difference between a comedy school coaching someone and you coaching someone? That's a great question. <laughs> so, so two things. When I first got to the Addison improv, there was a guy there who was like the go-to middle act. Uh, and again, I'm not going to say his name. Go-to middle act, and then he would teach a class. And I forget what it was, man, but it was not cheap. It was a very expensive class. And he came up to me and he said, hey, um, I know you want to be a comedian. Are you going to join the class? And I didn't tell him this, and I probably, I, I'm glad I did not, 
But I said, no, no, thanks. I'm good. And the difference is that I don't want to learn from somebody that's in a position. I don't want to be the middle act. Yeah. I want to be the headliner. I want to be Dave Chappelle. I want to be, I want to be at that time. I want to be Dave Chappelle. I want to be, um, the big names. Yeah. I don't, I don't need you to teach me how to end up where you ended up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah, want to yeah, le- yeah. I want to learn from the very very best because if you were that good, then you would be there. You're yeah. not there, and he never got there. That's why I don't want to talk about him. He never got there. Yeah. He never broke the the plane of being a feature act, and and the difference is that that Dave's with me day in day out. I don't make him pay for it. I actually pay him to come on the road yeah. and I am giving him advice from a place that is, that is, I've done it. And it's not just the hour on stage or the hour in the class. It is everything that you eat, breathe and sleep comedy. That's it. And, and, and to answer your question again, Rick, the, I, I wish more clubs, what clubs should do is a free comedy class. And what they should teach is, how to act at a comedy club, who to talk to, who not to talk to. The things that are really teachable, right? right? The, or instructable. Right. How to, to be respectful of the green room and the headlining comic, how to walk how to on stage. How to appropriately ask for stage time. Right. How to appropriately ask for stage time, yeah. right? All those things, they can be taught, but at the end of the day, a class is not going to teach me how to be a stand-up. However, a class like this guy's class is a good introduction because a lot of people go, I don't know where to begin. Where do I begin? How do you start? What do you do? How do you find open mics? And in the six weeks that you're doing this class, you're making friends with the other people that want to do comedy. You're learning about at least how to write a joke. And it's a good story structure. It's a good introduction to comedy, but unless you're on the road, yeah, and that was the beautiful thing about when I'm picking up these guys at the airport when I was young, I'm in the car with them. I'm listening to their conversations. Yeah. I'm a fly on the wall. When I hung out at the comedy store, I'm, I'm up against the wall and I'm listening to conversations that Robin Williams is having and, and God rest his soul. Try this tag. And, and yeah, and, and Harlan Williams and... And I mean, the list goes on forever of these um, Chris Rock and seeing how their brains work, seeing how they work. And I'm watching and hanging out and I'm, and I, I have them one-on-one in the car when I'm taking them to radio and I'm, I'm slowly asking questions or, you know, they'll go, Hey Even man, learning how to do radio. That's right. a whole own separate thing. So, you know, there is a big difference. Um, and the best part, the best part was I'm opening that guy who doesn't like me because I didn't take his class is middling. And then Kevin Pollock is the headliner, which by the way, Kevin Pollock, I mean, uh, casino, a few good men, uh, the usual suspects. I'm like, Holy crap. Right. I get to work with, with Kevin Pollock. We all go sit down in the green room. And one of that guy's flyers for the class was on the table. And in front of him, Pollock picks up the paper and goes, what a piece of shit. He goes, who the fuck teaches a damn comedy class for this price and takes advantage of young comedians? And the dude was sitting right there. I was like, I wanted to be like, it's him. It's him. It's him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, I mean, actually, uh, there's several guys that took that class that are still in the business. Several guys. Yeah. You know, so, but again, a a good introduction. Yeah. But, you know, nobody, so, you know, like when you talk to Dave, Dave goes, man, I've learned more with you in a year than I did doing open mics for five years. Yeah. He goes, because the open micers aren't willing to share what they know. And I've always been willing to share what I know because, because I don't, uh, two things, it's subjective, number one. Number two, nobody helped me. You inherently you know, love being a teacher. That's, that's your personality, though. A helper. Yeah. I like to help. I yeah. like to help, and I like to get people on their way and try to help them as much as I can so that they can avoid all the bullshit I went through. Yeah. You know, there's two kinds of thoughts behind that is, 
is fuck them. Nobody taught me. They'll have to figure it out on their own. A lot of comics have that attitude. I have the attitude of like, no, I wish I had somebody that had these conversations with me. I wish that somebody would, would have taken the time to go, hey, dude, that's a hacky joke. Hey, that joke, you know, get deeper. I had to learn it on my own. And when you got somebody like Dave J, who has a family to feed, who is completely sacrificing, you know, to go out on the road. He's a little bit older. He has four kids. Hey, man, I got to put you, if you want to do this, I got to put you on the fast track. So I'm going to give you, but, but again, people don't learn until they go through it. Yeah. You know, so uh, I hope that answers your question, Rick. I said, I hope, I, I hope that answers your question. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I think next week, why don't we do, why don't we let Rick think about all the questions he has for a comic, and we can do some of those next week. Yeah? Yeah. Wonderful podcast today, and, and, and that's another thing. You know, because of Rick's schedule, we haven't really been able to podcast with our producer either. Yeah. So today is really special. We're all back together. We're all feeling good. We're all happy. <laughs> Um, so I hope you guys we enjoyed gave it our best. We always try. <laughs> yes. We I, always I hope try. you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget pick cherries that Dave has an idea for. Yes. Old salt coffee. Trevino 10 is the code. And of course, Aztec Chevrolet. Good old oh, Aztec. And then, and then, uh, the couple that named their dog Aztec uh-huh. came up to me. They're like, we named our dog Aztec because of you. So we love you. Thank you so much. Uh, we will see you all next time. Uh, Denver, we're already having fun. Thanks guys. <laughs>